Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Live, the show all about the future of work. Reminder, listeners, you can call us live on the air, and the phone number is 407-582-2906. You can also chat with us online through Intern Pursuit's Facebook live chat. Coming up in this episode of the Intern Whisperer Live, if you're looking for an internship, you can sign up with Intern Pursuit at www.internpursuit.tech. Our show tonight is our wild card conversation about the future of VR. What will it look like for the education, travel, and defense sectors? Okay, so I'm going to do a little correction on that one. Sorry, I messed up those show notes. Okay. Uh, so it's just about the future, just so you know. Not specific. Uh, we do have specific sectors, but nonetheless, it's not all of those. So how do people find us on our social channels? You can find us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on YouTube. And you can also play our game. It is at internpursuit.games. You will find us on podcast channels everywhere. Soon to be iHeartRadio. Oh, fingers crossed, we hope. So we're on Podbean, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we are on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And you can also watch us live or listen to us live on Valencia College Radio. Watch our Facebook live show. I know I'm doing it in two places, right here on my phone and in the studio. So you can call us live on the air. The phone number is 407-582-2906. And you can also chat with us online through Intern Pursuit's Facebook live chat. Our you. first patron for the evening, Orlando Debs, is a nonprofit organization made up of a community of software developers in Orlando. Whether you love writing code or just getting started, you're welcome to check out Orlando Debs Meetup to connect with software and IT professionals. Their website is www.orlandodevs.com. Thank you, Orlando Debs, for being a patron of the Intern Whisperer. I like that music. It's so bubbly. Love it. Yep. All right. Intern Pursuit News. Students, do you want to work with one of our great employers or with Intern Pursuit? Go to internpursuit.tech to sign up and create your free profile. So we are getting, we have a personal challenge. I'm throwing the gauntlet down. 300 students signed on to our platform by the end of December of this year. Not next year, this year. So, employers of all types and sizes are invited to be part of our early adopter beta program and take advantage of special pricing. I'm whispering it. It's a secret. And you have to do that before or by December 31, 2019. Contact us at info at internpursuit.tech for more information. Do you want to play our game? Our game is super cool. And you can play it on a PC, not on a Mac. It is internpursuit.games. You can go to the website and check it out. And so tonight, for our listeners, welcome to the Intern Whisper and our wild card conversation. Normally we have a guest here, but tonight we're just like mixing it up. We're going to be talking about artificial intelligence and robots. So tonight's show will also feature special guests, Darius Jackson, who's standing behind the camera right now and filming us, and Hernando Locklear, who is, I think, somewhere in the background. Somewhere yeah. kneeled over. Yeah. Doing great work for us. We yeah, appreciate I'm pretty him. sure he is. So robots. Sydney, what do you think about when somebody says robots or artificial intelligence? Hmm. When I think of robots... 
I think are they of, friendly or terrifying? They're friendly mm-hmm. because they're made to be friendly. A lot of people when they think of robots, they think of them starting out friendly but then turning evil like but in I, terminator yes but i feel like that's that's giving them way too much power like someone literally made their brain mm. quote-unquote brain like this is not like a person so i that, the likelihood of that happening is very low to me so i only see good things when it comes to robot use at work and things like that i feel like it can only be helpful and that they won't come and kill everybody in America. Because hmm. that's just the that, movies. Right? That's just the movies to me. Well, you know, I pulled some research on this. So we're going to talk about this tonight, along with some other things that are all about um, how virtual reality is changing how we do things. Mm-hmm. The same with artificial intelligence. So a lot of people might think back to 2001, the Space Odyssey, and that really cool, cool music. Doon, doon, doon. You know, I, I'm not a, much of a singer, so sorry. Okay. I'm not doing it justice. However, the computer was the main driving force in that movie, and it acquired human-like intelligence. And so it was pretty frightening at the time when that movie came out. So the says, researchers say that true human-level intelligence remains a long way off for robots. I think that anything we see in science fiction can actually become reality, and I think Mm. that's probably where... We, we see so much of the technology we have. I believe if we pay attention to the movies that are futuristic, we can see um, somebody is out there going, hey, let's have flying cars. Way back, cartoons, long, long time ago, the Jetsons, flying cars. Well, I think flying cars are going to be a reality for us. We have autonomous driving cars. Mm-hmm. So why couldn't they be flying cars? All right. You know? Anyway, it says that uh, the article was discussing even more about artificial intelligence. And so there's some researchers at Michigan State University. They say that human level, uh, while it seems that it's a long way off, uh, they published a paper in the American Naturalist that explores how computers could begin to evolve learning in the same way as natural organisms did. That includes artificial intelligence. I think that that would absolutely be possible, honestly, um, based on things that I have learned from talking with other programmers. They have built packages where it can replicate code so that it builds the website even faster or the app mm-hmm. or the, the software itself faster. So you don't have to do line by line. You can actually kind of, I don't want to say copy and paste, mm-hmm. but it does that and it's built into the uh, platform itself. So I think of that in the same way as our body and it can reproduce cells, right? We slough off cells off of our body mm-hmm. and then our body is reproducing things. That's the way it is with this code. They can create code now where you can buy it and it can build the code even faster than a human doing it. So there is that type of a, I can't say it's an evolution, but it's a a movement towards being able to do that. Anything that comes out of futuristic thinking comes out of the mind of a person, right? That's not like a robot doing that. So if a person is wanting to build in intelligence into a robot, it seems totally possible. They will find a way mm-hmm. because that's how humans, we differentiate ourselves from the, the robots, is the fact that we can think beyond more than what that robot may do. So looking down at this article a little bit more as we were talking. Oh, yeah, I see. 
Nope. Our, it's working. No, yeah, I was referring to our guests actually being on our show. All right. Thank you. All right. Have a seat, guys. Darius. Yes. Darius is going to come and join we us need, to be in We need our other, other opinions. Okay. So oh, AI. Just join us over here. Darius and, and Hernando are going to join us. So I'm going to look back at our notes here. It said that the results of the first demonstration of the ability to understand origins and also how we can shape our future was to help us to understand um, that developing robots that can watch and learn rather than being programmed is totally possible. So they're looking at this. If they could clone, think about it, if they could clone a sheep, if they can go and clone organisms and make a duplicate of it, why isn't it possible to make a robot be able to think? And I know that we have a lot of those movies that are out there. So Mm -hmm. does it mean that it's right here in our own backyard? No, but it could totally be something that is possible. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, now, what are the movies that you guys have seen, we'll ask here, if you follow any robot movies that are some of the movies you've seen where robots take a uh, either a friendly or a very adversarial, they're coming to kill us attitude. Anything come to mind? There's a funny one that I can think of. Take this back to SpongeBob. <laughs> okay. Let's use it, though. Didn't Spongebob. see that one coming. Is this an episode or a movie? What is um, this? No, we all know Plankton's wife. Um, oh, yeah. The robot, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, I didn't even think She's of like that. like a big TV, oh, yeah. like a big TV screen. Yeah, yeah. she... Oh um, I forgot about that. At certain times when she doesn't agree with uh, some of the things that Plankton does, she kind of takes over and shuts mm-hmm. down the entire <laughs> operation. So things like that, I see. It's a, it's a joke. I think things like that are very much possible, things that we should consider when giving such human-like... Um, Abilities, right? yeah, yeah, to mm-hmm. um, machines. I think these things are things we should consider. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What do you think? I mean, we were just talking about like 2001: A Space Odyssey, which right. I think came out like maybe in the early 60s, maybe mid 60s. I don't know, yeah, like specifically, right. but it's crazy to like imagine that way back when uh, Stanley Kubrick knew that this technology was. Maybe he didn't even know it was going to, like, be inevitable, mm-hmm. but now we're, like, facing, like, yeah. the reality that now we have artificial intelligence. And obviously right now they're experimenting with it. Maybe it's not, like, you know, to its full potential mm-hmm. currently. But, I mean, in that movie, basically what Hal was, it's basically, like, this personal assistant. It's, like, basically Alexa on this uh, this spacecraft that they have mm-hmm. that ends up turning against them because it ends up, like, thinking for itself. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like, it's scary and it seems, like, totally out of this world, but now it's, like, a very real thing. And that's something that, like, came out way back when. So, yeah, that's the, that's the world we could be living totally in. it's totally possible. It, it totally is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what the article was talking about, these researchers, um, they said learning is crucial to most behaviors, but we couldn't directly observe how learning got started in the first place from just purely instinct. You know, you'd have to observe animals, people, to be able to see how is that 
possible. Um, so they built various selection pressures that they thought might play a role and watched what would happen in the computer. So they're replicating what could possibly happen. And how does right. the computer react? Does it go A, B, A, B? Or, and then did it do this whole thing, go C? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, and that wasn't even a part of it. So that's really what they're talking about here. So when the environment was st stimulated, the evolution was real. The programs that controlled the digital organism were, were subject to genetic variation from mutation, inheritance, and competitive selection. Organisms were tasked to follow a trail alongside signals that, if interpreted correctly, pointed where the path went next. So in the beginning of the simulation, the organisms were blank slates and capable of sensing anything, moving, or learning. And every time an organism reproduced, its descendants could suffer mutations that changed their behavior. Most of the mutations were lethal, so just kill it off. Nothing mm -hmm. happened. But the rare traits that allowed an organism to, follow, to better follow the trail resulted in the organism collecting more resources, reproducing more often, and thus gaining share in the population. I saw this show... It was one of those science shows. I wish I could remember where it was. It was like, I don't know, nine months ago. But they talked about how plants, the root systems, can sense where water is. And they were trying to show how if you, if you took that away, could the, could the roots actually find water? So they put the plant in a um, container, and they put water outside of the container. So the plant is searching for the water, and how is it able to find the water? It still was able, it couldn't go through the glass to get right. to the water, but it kept pointing to where the water was. Mm -hmm. And they went, okay, is it because it's cold? Is it picking up condensation? Mm -hmm. Or is it pick, picking up the heat? Was it hot water or cold water? And they tested it with those types of variables. And hot water didn't attract, but the cold water was. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. So then they wanted to test it even further, and they put just different types of materials around it. They put the plant in like a, a metal pipe, and then they were going, okay, because, you know, think about your water pipes that are underneath grounds, right? And the roots of trees are trying to find water sources. Right. So that's part of where the study came out. I think it was PBS because I listened to a lot of PBS stuff. So <clears throat> they were trying to see how that would work. I think that, that that type of example is very similar to what they were doing here with code because the code is going to break, mutate in some way, mm -hmm. and try and find, okay, how do I get this to happen? Right. I think, I think that stuff is totally possible. I mean, plants, there's no brain in a plant. Yeah. But a plant, it is a living thing. <clears throat> Root systems are real. And they are looking for water, which gives them life. So mm -hmm. the question I guess I would have is, what's giving life to um, code that would make it so that it could become alive or it would learn? And even when they take brains from cadavers, you know, people that have just recently died, mm -hmm. they've been able to see that they can keep them alive for a while. So, mm, right. you know, there's, it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's really but hard, like to to even explain these things because really we know so little about like you know the brain, and it, I really never thought about like 
plants that way, like how they would actually search out water. Because I assumed that the water would just reach the roots, right? But, uh, yeah, it's crazy to imagine that there may be, like, some way that they actually can sense, like, where the water is. So you said something that was kind of interesting here. So... And I think this is a good question, too. Yeah. Is it water that's alive and water is seeking the plants? Or is it the plant that's alive and the plant is seeking the water? I'd or imagine, can it be both? I'd imagine it's probably the plant, but uh, I don't know because, honestly, sense. I've never really thought this like through. Like, But think yeah. about what water is. It's, we've got microscopic organisms in water that we can't see. Right. And we're drinking it. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's things that are alive in that water, but... You know, do they are are those the forces that move things around that can make change a river from where it becomes a stream into a river? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the patterns and everything that can happen. So I think it's the same with artificial intelligence. Is the point though? I think everything is possible. Oh yeah. Anything and everything is possible. So as the article was uh, continuing to talk, it said. Over the generations, organisms evolved more and more complex behavior. First came simple movements that allowing them to stumble into food. Well, wait a minute. Let me back it up because I think I left something out here. Uh, Yeah, I did. So every time an organism was reproduced, its descendants could suffer. Yeah, I said that part. But the rare traits that allowed an organism to better follow the trail resulted in the organism collecting more resources, reproducing more often, and thus gaining share in the population. Over generations, organisms evolved more and more complex behaviors. First came simple movements, allowing them to stumble into food. Next was the ability to sense and distinguish different types of signals, followed by the reflexive ability to correct errors, such as trying an incorrect path, backing it up, going again. And then a few organisms evolved the ability to learn by association. If one of these organisms made a wrong turn, it could, it would correct the error, but it would also learn from that mistake and associate the specific signal it saw with the direction it now knew that it could have gone. From then on, it would navigate the entire trail without any further mistakes. And then some organisms could even relearn when tricked or switched the signals mid-trail. So when I think about science, you know, I'm, we can have, think it's really boring, but it's all about testing, testing, testing everything around us. So when you guys were in school and mm-hmm. you had science classes, and I don't know if you did the electrical currents or if you were doing anything with um, worms where you had to like, you know, see if you could get the worm to to move or sometimes you know you cut the worm up and you're looking to see how it segments because worms can reproduce did you guys do any of those things in the classroom not with the worms not the worm <laughs> i'm pretty sure i did it with worms and then like we had the the nasty frogs we had to dissect yeah, yeah but they're There's, dead yeah right yeah <laughs> but yeah. you know i we were doing fetal pigs oh, and I, and i had to do it all because my lab partner was just too grossed out by it oh, you know yeah. so yeah yeah, but no, it's out. really more about the living things. Like, what did you guys do in school that was around living, not the the dead things, the Honestly. biology where you're cutting it open to see how it works? Really, nothing with with any living organisms. Nothing with plants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we need progressive schools. Yeah, definitely. Okay, um, so we're going to move over into another section, and this I picked specifically for these guys. It was about the video production industry. This is cool, yeah. (laughs) 
So, Sydney, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Read us that first paragraph so we know what we're going to be doing here. Okay, so this is about Write a Video. A global team of computer scientists have developed Write a Video, which is a new tool that generates videos from themed texts. Using words and text editing, the tool automatically determines which scenes or shots are chosen from a respiratory repository. Repository? Gosh. Repository to illustrate the desired storyline. So have you guys heard about this? I know I just showed this to you, you know, a couple days ago. But what type of advancements have you seen in technology? Because this is right, a video is uh, interesting. And can it replace what you guys are doing? I haven't really used anything like this so far. Obviously, like now, you know, with our generation, there's a lot of software that has made like certain tasks that people before us like have had to do like way easier but uh nothing in like the ai like field and honestly it, it's cool like I, I think it's it's definitely something that uh that people that maybe don't really want to like you know they don't want to bother like editing they just kind of want to they maybe they don't have the time to do it and they just want to use a tool that'll help them to like organize their footage into like some montage that like you know it, it looks professional and i think that's great now that's what we have right now don't you think that's what our phones can do for sure yeah. yeah yeah our phones has made everybody the given them the ability to be a videographer mm. right definitely definitely but at the same time when you get into like the space of ai where it's like kind of doing it for you i don't think it's like maybe an immediate threat to like what uh what darius and i do or what we want to mm. do but uh, as, like, these artificial intelligence tools continue to advance, I think, like, the value, like, the marketable value we have to offer, like, in our fields will continually, like, decrease, mm -hmm. you know? Like, and not just, it's not exclusively in the, the video, like, industry. I think in medical, and, yeah, engineering, whatever it is. Artificial intelligence is such a crazy technology that I, I think that eventually everyone will start to lose, like, more and more, like, I don't know, they, they, they'll have less and less value to offer to society. And that's just something that people have to be prepared for with this type of te technology. All right. So one of the things that comes up out of this is... I'm pretty sure that this we're supposed to be out of the studio. I'm hmm. pretty sure. Our yeah. show is probably going to be really short tonight <laughs> because I thought they were supposed to come in at 9, but we're going to be finishing this segment up relatively short, shortly here. So the, the thing with um, videos is that I have to get my thoughts just organized here for just a minute. I can go and edit it in, you know, myself, but there will always be people that go, I don't want to have to learn this technology. So first off, I don't think you're going to be replaced in that area because there is a preference about being able to work with people. There is also the second thing, like one of our previous shows, James Evans talked about, is he doesn't think that real estate agents will be gone totally because right. then it becomes more of an elitist thing. No, I'm using a real person. I'm not going through using technology. I'm bringing in a real person to give it that human touch. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be how you guys begin to differentiate is that your own creativity is going to be what sets it apart from what 
this is what the box does. And in this case, the phone, whatever right. the phone can do, that's what your limitations are. But for us as humans, we're going to differentiate because it can do so much more than just what the package is saying that it can do. I hope you're right. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm, I'm confident in it. So um, I'm pretty sure we're supposed to be out of here. So we're going to be cutting this show really, really short tonight. Um, And we had so many good things to talk about. Artificial skin and cancer and the virtual reality solutions with uh, cancer. We'll just lock the door. They can't get in. No, the door is locked. They can't get in, but we're messing with their show. So um, and they bring in a lot of equipment, just so you know. So um, let's just do our shout outs because we'll build, you know what, we're going to go and weave this through some of our other shows that are coming up. Okay. So we're not going to lose this. We're still going to use it. So this is a snippet show for tonight. Okay. A little sneak peek. Okay. Yeah, it's a sneak peek for sure. So let's do our shout outs. Sydney? Shout out to the squad. The squad is everyone in this room. Hernando, Darius for staying up, and Isabella and myself. Yes, yay! For shout being out. consistent and great people to work with. Oh my goodness, yes. We're and for Charles and also for um, for Elijah. Elijah for the music. Hi, for Charles tonight. and Elijah Thank and you. Miranda, who is here in spirit. Yes, yeah. I hope we didn't forget him and Laura, who puts our and Laura. Out. Hey, Amanda too. Are we here and Giancarlo? Oh, my God. There's everybody. Okay, so shout-outs to everybody on our team, and there's, like, people you don't even know, right? Right. Hernando, who's your shout-out? Shout-out to the whole Intern Pursuit team, and shout-out to Elon Musk keeping AI safe. Okay. All right. All right, Elon. There he is. Yes, shout-out to the whole team. Uh, My parents, of course. Got to give them a shout-out. Specifically, I want to shout-out Sydney for forcing me to stay up late today. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um, that wraps it up for me. Okay. My shout-out goes to everybody on the team. I want to thank everybody for doing this. Oh, my gosh. We have three live viewers. <laughs> and it's not just me. <laughs> and our show is short tonight. Okay. So if you're listening to our show, just know that you're going to hear more of it, and it's going to continue throughout the uh, next few weeks. <laughs> Thank you.